You know, there's some things I forgot to tell you guys, and they're really important. Number one, he hates bright lights. We know that. But you've got to keep him out of the sunlight. Sunlight will kill him. Number two, keep him away from water. Don't give him any water to drink. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. Everybody, welcome back to another Sweet Sweet Podcast. My name is Kieran, the host of Citizen Frame. Joining me today is the usual band of misfits, Nula. Hi, hi. There you go. And Mr. Chipper himself, Colin. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, so thrilled that. to be here. You sound like the, the priest from the underwear section in Father Ted. Whenever they were looking oh, for yeah. someone to speak over the tannoy. <laughs> with a very exciting voice. No, oh, with a very, very boring voice. <laughs> um, and what a perfect way to start off. That's right. It's Christmas month. Uh, well, our movies are Christmas themed, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's not your traditional Christmas movie like The Grinch. Yeah. Newsy Pepper, something like that. In Christmas adjacent. Yes. These are movies that do take place during some kind of a Christmas-esque festival. Hmm. Do you like that Christmas esque? Yeah, not so much about the festival though, because I mean, there's not a fest. Well, it's a festive time, but it's not <laughs> a festival. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. So, we're, what what better way to jump right into it with the box office smash, Gremlins? Yes. I saw I saw this in the theater when I was a little kid. I remember seeing it, and I fucking adored it. This was the streak of films that were coming out where you had Gremlins, Ghostbusters, Poltergeist, E.T., uh, The Explorers, uh, Lost Boys, The Goonies. I mean, can you tell me? So good movies. Yeah, yeah. And as I I was uh, revisiting Gremlins, I got to say right now, and it's too bad his career, he went nuts and his career went nowhere. But when he was younger, Corey Feldman had had to have the best fucking agent that money could buy. Uh, Yeah, they had him in everything. And everything he touched was gold. Whether it was just a cameo or whatnot, not because of him necessarily, but God, he was lucky. And that we're talking Friday 13th Part 4, which is my favorite. You had Gremlins. You had the Goonies. You had... uh, the Burbs, ah, oh, I almost forgot that one's classic. And you had Stand Lost by Me, Boys. Stand by Me. I mean, Jesus, those are those would be some of my top films. So yeah. I forgot he was in this. The reason I bring it up, um, he does bring a very good comic element to a film. Um, don't know if it's because it's bad acting, mm-hmm. or I don't know. I know, but I, I I do enjoy seeing him in in the films he does do. I don't think it's bad acting. I think he's good. He's good. Mm. He, he, rumor has it he deliberately does like a John Wayne kind of the wee walk and stuff, like a, the way he moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he tried to impersonate somebody badly, but it's deliberate. Uh, but, you know, give him a little credit. It works. Uh, this was directed by Joe Dante, one of my favorites. Um, Joe Dante was fresh off a movie called The Howling, which was a, it's a werewolf classic. And he did Piranha. So this guy was a perfect guy to jump in for Creature Feature. Written by Chris Columbus. He was 20 years old or 21 when he did this, when he wrote this. And then he obviously he went on to do the Home Alone films mm-hmm. and Harry Potter. He's and done a lot. The rest is, <laughs> Mrs. Delphire is probably his big one. Um, but yeah, he's done quite a bit. And Steven Spielberg, obviously, he's got his hands in this one as well. So, so I was watching this. I got a question for you. All right? Mm-hmm. We got little cute Gizmo. Uh, I want a Gizmo so fucking bad. He's so fucking cute every time he's on screen. I'm like, no. She really was. like, oh, look at him. Look at his Oh, the yeah. movie's so gorgeous. Yeah. You could be Hitler and you put Gizmo in your his hand. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Hitler was an animal lover, so that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, do you know Gizmo's voice is played by Howie Mandel? Is it actually? That's Howie Mandel, yeah. So bloody cute. <laughs> and Stripe is played by a guy. I want to give this guy a shout out because his name is Frank Welker. He does. He's done 500 voiceovers. Holy shit. Is he not Optimus Prime? He, no, he's Megatron. He does, yeah, Smokescreen and uh, a bunch of them, but he's known for Megatron, Scooby-Doo. He does the new Scooby. So he does Stripe. So it's, you know, a little shout out to those guys uh, because they definitely do add some uh, uh, character. Mm. (laughs) Especially especially Gizmo. Oh, he's just incredible. He's just the cutest thing. And I would legit rob an old man uh, to get a Mogwai. Well, here's well, that's a little extreme, but okay. Um, so any old people out there have mogways? <laughs> you better watch out, okay? I'm coming for you now. We ha- <laughs> let me ask you this: we we have, we have we got a little cute gizmo, and who the fuck would take an animal? And they kept they kept saying in the film, "Oh, it's just three simple rules." They're pretty big fucking rules. Yeah, the light one I can give you. Keep them in the shade. But the feeding after midnight, you might, might be able to control it. But not to get these things wet. First of all, how the fuck do you bathe these bastards? You don't. don't. They're stinky little mogwais. Yeah, That takes away the cute. <laughs> but what if they self-clean? Maybe they're like, you know, cats and dogs. Their saliva doesn't, you know, make them spawn. Yeah, it's their saliva, so it wouldn't affect them. Well, you think you get my point. Would you take one of these with these rules? Yeah. Yes, but... The thing that I raised whenever I was watching it was, you know, what classifies as midnight? You know, do gremlins understand time zones? <laughs> Just like Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah, pretty much, you know, <laughs> it, you know, is it midnight in the UK, in somewhere in the US? Is it, you know, European Central Time? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, well, I'm just thinking it's the time zone you're in, I suppose. <laughs> But well, yeah. I just think these rules are to the point where your father, if your, fa- I mean, the, fa- the father was kind of a child. I just think these rules are pretty extreme, considering. Uh, but hey, that gives us the story. Uh, did you guys catch my one of my uh, the um, Phoebe Cates? Um, she's the love interest. She plays Kate, I think. Yes. I her name, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's beautiful. I love Phoebe Cates. She's not Phoebe. Uh, I think it's Phoebe. It's Phoebe, yes, Phoebe. 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 Um, Phoebe. Phoebe Dick. Phoebe Cates. Wow. Um, every, 
And I didn't notice this. Not to, I mean, I know she doesn't like Christmas, right? Mm. But anytime someone mentions a holiday or something, she tells this depressing story <laughs> of why she hates Christmas or why she doesn't celebrate this. And it's always like, oh, there's the highest suicide rate in this. And my father was climbing up a chimney. He was coming down the chimney and the chimney was on uh, fire. And, and they roasted him. Always. Yeah, she always has these depressing little side stories. And they'll be like having a great conversation. And then the music will start. And she comes with a somber story. Uh, I just didn't notice it until recently when I watched it again that her character is very depressing. Well, her character's not depressing. Way. Her character is kind of the Christmas holiday cliches. You know, it's the. Mm. Like, there is, that, there is that urban myth of, you know, the father killing themselves while trying to get down a chimney yeah. somehow. Yeah. Or, you know, the fact that it is a, you know, there is a spike in suicides during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, but. We're getting all serious here over at uh, Citizen Frame talking about uh, the seasonal blues. <laughs> what? Karen's just like, well, something no, died. It was definitely this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did someone just go out? What? what? My, everything, everything shut down here for a second. It was weird. Shoot. I was at it. I'll edit it. Uh, yeah, you're right. When it comes to the cliches and the urban legends around the holiday itself, but it's funny how she how it's handled. Oh yeah, it's, done, but, it's just it's, you know it's not taken seriously. Yeah, that's um, not that's realistically Gremlins as a whole though. From uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the uh, the guy with the uh, Kentucky Harvester. Oh uh, yeah, Mr. yeah. Futterman, the Futtermans. He hits yes, anything foreign. Yeah, hates anything foreign. He's talking about <laughs> gremlins because gre- the whole idea of gremlins was a like a war story. It was gremlins <laughs> in the machinery. Yep. And again, that anti-foreign sentiment was you know it's all these stereotypes that existed. That's what this movie is. Yeah. It's yeah. pop culture in a movie. Oh God, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, the Futtermans, Mister Futterman. He was funny though. Nothing like no, he was pretty funny racist. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't even racism because that yeah, was. No, I know it was the era of the yeah. time. Um, very uh, all in family. I don't know if you guys got an Archie Bunker over here. No, uh, no. Mr. Putman is actually played by Dick Miller. He's in. He was in. He's in everything. Hundreds of films. <laughs> yeah, he just passed like ninety eight. Yeah. Um, but he was. In, he's in every Joe Dante film, so it's nice to see him. And he always does bring comic relief, kind of like Corey mm-hmm. Feldman. Uh, so it's nice to see him in this one. But uh, when. Okay, let me ask you this. So when they, I'm kept asking questions about gremlins. Okay, so he gets the dude wet, uh-huh. Gizmo wet. Yep. And then they pop up fur balls. Yes. Those fur balls become little gizmo, other gizmos. All right. Mm-hmm. But if they eat after midnight, they metamorphosis into gremlins. Uh, gremlins. Yep. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I must have missed it. So when it happens. He takes one of them to the professor, in, mm-hmm. in the, in the, the, uh, the science teacher. How does he metamorphosis? Did he eat something? He ate the sandwich. Yeah, he ate the, yep. the professor sandwich. Yeah. That's right. He had the sandwich. Okay. Because he's on that's... up the whole time. And he's like, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Take me sorry. when I'm hungry. <laughs> yum, yum. You are a gremlin. <gasps> oh, thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Well, you're a mogwai. Yeah. Little cute little furry, big eared, adorable thing. I'll take it. Yeah, but you can't shower. <laughs> well, there's no change. You, you can't eat. <laughs> oh, wow. What are you kidding? Wow. For our listening audience, 
I haven't um, showered in 20 years. <laughs> uh, what I what I liked about Gremlins is that it broke the barrier a bit. This was coming out at a time where PG and PG-13 mm. was just being tested. Uh, PG, I was, you know, PG was ended in 82, 83. And they, well, they didn't end. They just added a PG-13 because of the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm. Uh, because of the, the violence toward kids, the ripping out of hearts and stuff. They said, mm. whoa, that was the reason why PG-13 was uh, introduced. But there's controversy on this one uh, where it teetered a bit because of the violence. And I watched this t- uh, just recently, actually, today. <laughs> and the violence is pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Now, most of it's toward the gremlins itself, but even by today's standard... I think it's pretty brutal. Some pretty brutal deaths. Oh yeah, big time. There's some in there that would actually terrify you. You they would fit into a proper horror, but especially when the gremlins well, die. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the mother had the best scene. Oh, she's brilliant. Yeah, um, she's very good at it. And with the kitchen scene with the microwave, the blender, stabbing mm-hmm. one to death, throwing one in the fireplace, and they show it. It's not like kicking the fireplace and run. They see the fucking thing burn. <laughs> Now, funny enough, we had that conversation last night where we were saying about the mum being like the star. She takes it well. Yeah, she takes three of them on face to face, strictly speaking. But yeah. we were talking about the age rating as well. So it came out as a fifteen in the UK in nineteen eighty four, I think it was. Yeah, and it's currently it was... a twelve A. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. thought that, that was, like, I thought a fifteen was high for this movie because there's yeah, not really swearing. Was... There's not a lot of blood. And what does exist is you know, fake. You know, well, it's, it's, it's car- to the gore's It's cartoon gremlins. humor. It's cartoon humor. Yeah. You know, like something you see in Bugs Bunny. Um, so that's why it was only PG in the States. So it didn't go as high as 13 range. But it does push the envelope. I think by today's standards, it's pretty... Now, the, the humans, when they get it, um, like, well, actually the Futterman's when they get run over by, by his uh, snowplow. Mm. Um, which was tame enough, I guess. Yeah, I did plus they like... survive. Yeah. Yes, we find out. Um, but I do like the death of Ruby Deagle. She's the bitch. The oh, yeah, yeah, she had that time. coming, which... That was that was a good death. I love the Caroline Gremlins. They were fantastic. <laughs> and she's like, the whole time, she's like, I'm not ready, they've come for me. So did did she... Like she, I, I was saying, like, does she think they're demons coming to... Bury her down into hell. Yeah, she's all she's 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 anti Christmas. She's anti everything. She? <laughs> Bar yeah, money. She's anti- the Scrooge in this piece because she is the money. She's the cold, mm-hmm. yeah, unfeeling like ruler of the town essentially. Yeah. So when well, yeah, so when she sees the gremlins, she thinks it's the the evil coming to get her for it's not the end times. <laughs> yeah, it's for not believing in you know. Uh, the Christmas spirit. Exactly. Um, so the scene where, hey, there's a scene in this film, it's, it's a big scene, not a big scene, it's a clip, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Spielberg, Columbus, Dante wanted it out. Mm-hmm. And the studio said no. To this day, it's still in there. Now they're thinking about reshooting it, but they said by today's CGI, um, it wouldn't match. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't match what they what they what they did. You know the scene where they're all walking down the street toward the movie theater. Yes, <laughs> it is horribly shot. Oh, 
But it's not. Oh. It, like that little stop motion scene, it, it kind of fits. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Joe Don, even Spielberg says, we don't want it in there. God, if we can go back and use stop motion now and redo the scene just to have it. But it is clumsy, it, it is clumsily shot. I, they even they all admit this. Well, yeah, no, but maybe, like it. but like it, it takes nothing away from me. If anything, it adds to the whole creature kind of feeling of I, them, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying it take away from anything. I'm just saying everyone who's the, the head honchos who are making this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, director, producers aren't wanting it gone. I can see the perfectionists. Because I'll tell you what, the puppetry in this thing is fucking flawless. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, this is so much better than what you would get today. It's so beautifully done. I mean, the the movements, the whole battle scene with uh, when he had Stripe, um, when, he, when he's going after uh, Billy with the uh, the chainsaw and the bat, mm. and so she good. cuts the power and he's dragged away. That was brilliant. <laughs> he's still holding on to the chainsaw, and there comes Gizmo and his little Barbie, Barbie Malibu Barbie car. But. <laughs> uh, Every shot, I mean, how to do that and the timing to take to do those shots. Then you had the uh, the bar scene. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, a- Every gremlin has a completely different character. Like, they're yeah. all different. Their motion, their voices, their costumes, everything. It's so- it's set up so well. Um, and it reminds me of the same kind of work you'd have seen in... Well, I suppose it's Jim Henson anyway, so it would be the same kind of idea. And it, it is why it's so good, like in Labyrinth. The big goblin scene in Labyrinth and stuff, you know, kind of yeah. What, bring that to mind. Was was Jim Henson involved in this? I think it was somebody yep. else, but was Jim Henson? I don't know if it was. Are you sure? I'm was, pretty but... sure he was involved in this. Oh, I know he was so involved got... in Jack Frost. Is it Jack Frost? Oh what is he doing in Jack Frost? He was the... It was the like the, the Frost suit. Ah, that's maybe where I'm getting mixed up. It, yeah, because right at the end credits, uh, we'll, well, we'll talk about the oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to Jack Frost. Um, but guys, yeah, I'm just, I'm watching this, even by today's standards. And we talk about holding up a lot, you know? Does it hold up? And does it hold up? And it doesn't necessarily have to. It's got its charm to it. But this holds up. I think the puppeteering in this is so spot on. Yeah, it and is. Today, they, they would just either CGI it or Pixar it make it somewhat animated. And it just works on so many levels. Like you mentioned, Labyrinth would be up there. Dark Crystal would be up there. Um, but wow, kudos, kudos to his makers. Um, especially uh, the Stripe. The scene where he, uh, when he gets when he gets his comeuppance with the light and his face just melting. Again, they linger on all the deaths for the gremlins. They don't cut away. Um it's pretty grotesque, his death. Yeah, it's great. You see all the layers of his flesh and muscle. and Oh, yeah, it's gruesome. Li- it's kind of like reminding me of the uh, the death of uh, of Belloc and the gang uh, from uh, Raiders of Lost Ark. <laughs> when they all start melting. Yep. Yes. Uh, everything's just dripping away. <laughs> yeah. It was a good scene. Ah, uh, Raiders. Um, but in all in all, do you recognize the town? Back mm. to the Future Town. It's the same town. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Why can't uh, I remember you, the name of that place now? It's uh, the vague, uh, it's called uh, Universal. The Universal lot. Mm-hmm. All a lot of movies are filmed there. Oh no, I'm Elvira. talking about the actual where, where it is in Back to the Future. Hill Valley. Hill Valley. Yeah. Um, you can see the clock tower in the back when they're opening scene when they're doing the Christmas tree sale. The kids are playing and stuff. 
Um, that, that town's been in everything, including Avira. So mm, we've talked that's about right. Yeah. Uh, but it, Universal Backlot. It's uh, I I've been through it to the tour. Mm-hmm. Go through it. A little. I feel weird though. Buggy. Be like jumping into your like child, maybe childhood. It's weird. It, it is. It is. It is. When you do the Universal tour, it's pretty cool. I always thought it would take away from it, but you see this, this talent in so many films. It's kind of like oh, we know by now. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. Uh, well, there you have it. I don't have much to say about Gremlins. I really don't because it, I think we talked about Ghostbusters um, recently. Mm-hmm. And I, is it fair to say if you like Ghostbusters, there's absolutely no way you would not like Gremlins? No, I could see some people maybe liking yeah. one and not the other, you know, but uh, not me. I think they're both brilliant. I would be in the like, same boat. It's It's that kind of adult humor, but it's designed for kids. It walks that really yeah. fine line. Um, yeah, that, yeah, they got that gray area where you got the we talked about the the blowjob scene <laughs> with the Ghostbusters. We talked about you know the you, like you just said crosses the line. They don't really show you anything, but it's there. Gremlins does that with more of the violence. It does, yeah. This is um, more of a um, this leans more into the horror comedy than mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Buster's kind of raunchy comedy. Yeah, that's that, that's fair enough. Yep. The movie was written to be R-rated. What, Gremlins? This movie was, yep. Okay. This was not supposed to be a kid's film. Okay. Um, And you can you can see that peppered in. You can. You can see them pushing the envelope with this film. Obviously, they decided not to and went the other direction. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the backstory. I think Spielberg says, let's guys, why don't we just have fun with this and decide to take it a different direction or something i'm glad i'm glad they did because um i don't think it would have the same well it might have a cult following or whatever but it wouldn't have the same kind of following i guess if it was just like a horror movie maybe i think the comedy and the kind of childish part of it's good too you know i did need it or else it could have just been almost forgetful yeah yeah, just another horror movie of the time, you know, whereas I think this really kind of give it give it something else that, that it could have missed. Besides movies like The Grinch, slightly dark tone, but not really. Um, I actually, I, I, I try to think, and anyone who wants to email us and say if I'm wrong, but I actually think Gremlins is the first family Christmas slash horror film. Hmm. It's the, first, it's the first one coming to mind I mean, for me, yeah. I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, you've got a you know, really bad one, so we'll be talking one real soon <laughs> here. Uh, but, but do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't or think of anyone before. I mean, this is before, well, you, so you did have Silent Night, Deadly Night. I haven't seen that. Uh, but that's that's horror, horror. But I think this is the first one that, what am I trying to say here? Pushes the envelope as a Christmas film. A family okay. Christmas film. We have It's a Wonderful Life. We have The Grinch. You have all these Christmas, uh, the you know, the Christmas carols, you know, Scrooge, all this. But I think Gremlins was the first film to teeter the Christmas movie to a different direction. If that makes any like sense. Like, it, it kind of, it serves both kids and parents because it's something a parent can watch and go, oh, there's enough going on in here. There's enough adult humor here and there. They're 
it's enough to keep me interested and the kids are like oh these little crazy green men going around and wrecking the town and it's christmas and whatever else so it kind of provides for both i ju- i think it paved the way for family outside the you know i teetering kind of films well ghostbusters came out on the same time we can't use that as an example uh maybe but i would say more like scrooged mm. bill murray scrooge which we talked about kind of pushes the envelope oh yeah that. scrooge is fantastic I, too it's another yeah. great um yeah so films like that and uh are kind of where i was what i was ta- talking about maybe there's not many of them to kind of people understand what i'm trying to say but it's something less traditional than you would play play for christmas you know what i mean uh but there you are i don't know maybe i'm just talking out of my ass <laughs> well that's not what podcasts are all about exactly mm-hmm. uh let me talk about this real quick. So, do you guys have a bathroom buddy? <laughs> uh, no, funnily enough, I haven't. They haven't quite made it over this neck of the woods. I do like the father's adventures. They're so bad. Oh. Uh, the orange juicer when he gets into a fight with it. And then he's got the, uh, what is it, the uh, the egg cracker. Yeah. yeah. Although, as I pointed like- out. Sorry, going ahead. (laughs) Going ahead. Both being uber uber polite here. You go ahead. Um, No, it's just uh, the the machines are like really good ideas. You know, it's just the execution (laughs) isn't there. And I was quite surprised with the orange juice maker, how much pulp and juice came out of that one orange. Like literally, I'm like, how is this whole kitchen covered in orange? It's just one. Yeah, usually those orange juice makers they only like a little, yeah. little, like a tablespoon. And he should make a fortune if he's able to create that much from just one orange because, like, th- that's magic, surely. Well, maybe there you go. So maybe he is doing something right. We just need to get somebody who's more talented in the execution, mm. like the guy who actually, inv- you know, created the time machine in that convention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you yeah. see that? Uh, they had the robot from. Lost in space. It was great. It's it's really cool that they had that kind of stuff going on in the background, you know? Yeah, I like when they, they cater to the fanboys. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, to the core audience. Damn right. Uh-huh. I mean, they should have just sprinkled in some Harrison Ford for you as well. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He said, hey, you should get used to the uh, bathroom buddy. And it's Harrison Ford and his Fandora. Oh, God. That'd be awesome. Fucking awesome. What he is yeah, the bathroom buddy? Or like he's the one selling it to you? Because if he was your bathroom no, buddy, no. like why? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, people, we're talking about a device that has a toothbrush, razor, shaving cream in it that you bring in called the bathroom buddy. I'm not asking, do I want Harrison Ford to be my bathroom buddy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe early 80s. Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just no, he's not. There <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go. Uh, yeah, this was a smash. This came out, and then you know what's funny? We talked about this about actors. I think you mentioned it in Colin, where actors seem to kind of fade in the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, they did a lot of films, um, and then they kind of just disappear. Yeah, um, and, it, and it does happen. Um, but same thing with directors, which I'm shocked. And two of them to mention in and. Uh, is John Landis and Joe Dante. Joe Dante had a great career in the 80s and late 70s with the Piranha and the Howling and Gremlins. Then he went on to do The Explorers, which was a big hit for him with Ethan Hawke. Then he did Inner Space, uh, which was a big hit. Well, that wasn't a massive hit, but it 
it was uh, special effects wise. It was breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Then he did Gremlins two. Uh, Gremlins two is uh, was more of a give the finger to Warner Brothers kind of a movie, but commercialization of films and doing sequels. It's kind of an anti sequel film being a sequel, mm-hmm. which is funny. Um, I personally prefer Gremlins two. I was about to say I like Gremlins two. Nobody does. I do. I think it's brilliant. I fucking love it. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, the new batch. Gremlins two, the new batch. Um, I really enjoyed it, but the whole thing is anti, you know, corporations and mm. and uh, it was it was a f you to mm. uh, him being, you know, but but ever since then his career just disappeared. He does little things here and there, but he never had the the uh, you know the hits that he. I just never get that why they fade. Where you got Spielberg and all these other guys who keep producing and keep putting stuff out where these directors John Landis is a perfect example you know a guy did Animal House Blues Brothers American mm-hmm. Werewolf of London Trading Places Coming to America and then he just faded well yes but that was um, there was that issue where somebody died on set yeah the Twilight Zone could call out uh, where he was directing and now they did go to trial but they were acquitted Mm-hmm. But what happened was was there negligence on the set, and the they had little kids on the set after like midnight or something like that, which you can't have underage kids. Do you know what you hear about this one? Yeah, I uh, actually heard it was um, no. movies that made us. I'd heard about it whenever they were talking about uh, yeah. coming to America. Yeah, so he never bounced back from that. You're right; I forgot about that. But what happened was they were doing a sequence for the Twilight Zone movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's still in the film, not the deaths. But I was about to say, that's pretty story. grim. The story's still in, the, in there. There's edited. Mm-hmm. But one of the stories is about a man who's a bigot and a racist, but he gets thrown into all these. Uh, he opens up the door from this bar, and he gets time travel. So he ends up, what's it like being a Jew mm. during World War II? Mm-hmm. And he, he feels what it's like. Then he feels like, what's it like being a... Uh, um, a uh, what is it? He ends up playing a Vietnamese man, mm-hmm. and he's being shot at by the Americans. It's about being placed in the other other people's shoes. Yeah, yeah. What's it like being black in, in a certain time? Mm-hmm. Um, but he, there's a scene where he's running and he's trying to save these two Vietnamese kids for, during. Uh, there was a battle scene, but what happened was one of the helicopters crashed. It's supposed to crash, uh-huh. um, but it crashed in a certain way. The blade came off uh-huh. and beheaded. The two children and the actor. Holy shit. Yeah, the two children and the actor were both all beheaded. Vic Morrow was the actor. God rest her souls, but what a horrible way to... The, but John Lannis, you're right, Colin. I don't think John Lannis ever bounced back from that. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah, hard thing to come um, back from. Yeah, even when he go, talks about it. I'm looking, I'm looking at uh, his uh, sort of movie history. It was Trading Places, Twilight Zone movie, and then there was nothing for two years, and he did... Spies Like Us, Clue, and Three Amigos. Yeah. Clue's great. Clue was awesome. And then Coming to America was 88. Then he did nothing in 91. Uh, And then Beverly Hills Cop 3. And well, we have reviewed that film. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, really nothing. Although he did do the video for Michael Jackson's Black and White, or Black or White, or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, he he did the video for Thriller. Mm. Um, which was huge, it's fantastic. So I mean, it's a great video, and and the only reason he got coming to America is they needed a director, and Eddie Murphy wanted him, even though they clashed. 
Um, and no, it was the, it was the other way around. It was it was fine for uh, they clashed on the set for that, um, but he got him back for uh, Beverly Hills Cop three. No, no, no. What I meant was John Lennis mentioned. By the way, we'll get back to Gremlins real quick. <laughs> John Lennon said in, in the one the episode you're saying he was upset that nobody came to his side well yes everyone kind of Hollywood has a tendency to walk away from you if you're in trouble and so him well maybe that's what happened with uh, Joe Dante maybe he's put out a couple of flops or did something that people didn't agree with or he was difficult to work with yeah no, no you know how it goes you never know you're right you never know and Gremlins too he did deliberately do that movie to give people the finger and it tanked. There you go. Dis- despite us liking it, Hollywood knew what he was doing so maybe he did get himself blacklisted. But, going back to Gremlins, still a great film, great director behind it. It's sad. Again, it's kind of sad we don't get these kind of films anymore. I think that's why movies like this is the reason why we have Stranger Things. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's nice maybe we might get some of this stuff back thanks to the success of Stranger Things. We're starting to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully the snowball's into something else. Uh, they're thinking about doing a sequel. Uh, uh, I know. I don't agree. Because if they that. do s- fucking CGI Gremlins is what they're going to do. Yeah. And they're gonna, it's good. So if they... Do, oh, Jesus. That's not if they do, that's going to suck. They need to stick yes. with practical effects. Yeah, 100%. You got it. 100%, Colin. 100%. All right. Um, I think it's all fair to say, guys. We enjoyed it. Anything you want to add? The only thing I want to add is, technically, Harrison Ford was in it as a nod. We just all forgot. Oh, when he when the gremlin is dressed up as one? No, I was going to say the sign for, was it Ricky Rialto? Oh, is it meant to look like The radio him? host? Yeah, it's, if, you look, if you actually look at the like artwork for it, it's Indiana Jones. The, the DJ? Yeah. Well, I, I gotta check that out. I didn't see. I didn't catch that. Yeah, this would have been the this would have been the prime for for Indiana Jones anyway. So it makes sense, and it's Spielberg production. Uh, I didn't check that. How about yourself, Noel? You got anything you want to add? Something we may not discussed? Anything about John Landis? <laughs> no, just that if you haven't watched Gremlins, where have you been? Get out from under your rock and watch it, and have some fun. It's a good re Christmas movie, and it should be in everyone's Christmas watch list. Yeah, it's it is a classic. I love this film. I can watch it over and over again. Massive shout out to the score. Mm. Yeah, I love the score, um, especially when they the pool and they all start multiply multiplying the pool. What a scene! And then once they start wreaking havoc, that din, 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 that little <laughs> little little bastard creepy crawly music kicks in. Ridiculously catchy as well. It was in yeah. my head all. Oh, night. it is. <laughs> it is. I fucking love it. And then that's when, like, when the two guys are trying to put the mail in the mail slot, <laughs> they're throwing the mail back at him. What a horrible priest, by the way. He let well, him go and put his hand in that, and he knew that there was something in there. Oh, that's that the right. story of the Catholic Church priest trying to put something in somewhere, and somebody else is already there. <laughs> tut tut. <laughs> wow. You know what? I'm going to keep that in. Merry yeah. Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Yeah, check it out, guys. That whole montage of them, you know, wreaking havoc in the town is hilarious with that little quirky music. It's just, it goes to show you guys what you're about to see is fun. Even Gizmo's little hum. Oh. Mm-hmm. Give me your cute little face. I want to smush you. 
<laughs> oh my god! And when they when they were beating him up, and he's all tied up and stuff. <gasps> <laughs> he's per Gizmo. <laughs> now, why didn't Gizmo? Oh, he didn't eat after midnight. No, he no, knows he, better. He knows better. Yeah. Yep. And then they and then and then you know what I did like about it when they when they actually take him away from him. Hmm? You know how some of these these movies that oh that Gizmo oh this is what we'll do and then they the family was happily ever after. No, the guy comes back to take the Gizmo away. Yeah. See, whenever he sticks his head out and he's like, bye bye, Billy. And then, yeah, I love the, I do love the old matte painting in the background when uh, it's walking away. And the woman's gizmo is walking away. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful little shot. Yeah, it looks like a Christmas Uh, card. Yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. Mm -hmm. I did like that closing shot. It's lovely. All right, guys, that's a wrap on Gizmo. Gizmo? Yeah. Well, Gremlins. Gremlins. (laughs) All this talk about Gizmo. I want one. Yep. Oh, too high maintenance. Uh, yes, so this is our kickoff start to the Christmas one. Thanks for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Always feel free to follow us on Citizen Frame underscore podcast and, of course, Facebook. Leave your comments. You never do, but what the hell? I'll keep saying <laughs> Um And leave us a message. Let us know what you thought of Gremlins. Mm. Guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Cool. Yeah. Colin, thanks for joining me. Yes. <laughs> ah, there's a happy Christmas go lucky. Christmas go lucky. I can, I <laughs> lucky go Christmas. Note, so you were you were getting there. You're like it was like oh, it was, oh he's like he's called out the you know the social media post. He's getting there. Could just been like thanks for joining us, everyone. Take care. Ended it. No, you're just like yeah, Christmas stuff no, thanks I just everyone you should have said goodbye to our listening audience you'll have jumped in that's all i was saying yeah uh, ruined <laughs> so that note, we're out. <laughs> guys have a good night bye well that's a story so if your air conditioner goes on the fritz or your washing machine blows up or your video recorder conks out before you call the repairman turn on all the lights check all the closets and cupboards Look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house.